Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Ricky Wild, and you're listening to Unsung Heroes. Thank you for joining us. Um, today we are talking about Pop Don't Stop, the greatest hits of Kim Wilde. Um, on the last episode, we talked about uh, it's a two CD set, and we talked about the CD one and went through it track by track. And this episode is CD two, so lots and lots of stories, bringing up lots and lots of memories about um, some wonderful times in our lives, in, in our musical lives and creative lives. And who better than Lee Bennett to be chatting with us about it and asking us loads and loads of questions. Lee is a massive Wild fan. He knows so much about our history, more so than we do, actually, I think. So it's an honour to have him in our studio and for us to be able to chat with him. It's so lovely to document all the tracks that we've created over the years. Yeah, and, re- and revisit them. It's a, it's a wonderful thing so anyway i'm gonna shut up and let's get straight into it lee so welcome back this is part two of the greatest hits pop don't stop podcast um on ricky wilde's unsung heroes with me lee bennett and ricky wilde and kim wilde hopefully you're still with us after we have taken a long meander down memory lane looking at disc one and we're going to kick off with disc two and wow do we kick off in a big way we kick off with a song that started it all kids in america is track one of cd two how do we feel about (sighs) that one right now Dying to sing it again, ready Can't to go wait out. To sing Can't it wait. again. Oh, it seems like a lifetime away, doesn't it? Oh, there's, um, there's, there's yeah. a huge audience out there. Can't wait to go. Whoa! We want a pogo. Uh, We're ready to jump. I'm so yeah. ready for this. All of us. Oh, oh it's going to be so fantastic. Yeah, I can't a wait. magical song. So, so many me- wonderful memories of uh, promoting it, and and you know all the different versions we've done, and all the gigs are where we've sung it, and it's just it's just with us constantly and we love it. Where's the craziest it. place you've sung it? It's always the last one we do. Mm. It's the most wonderful moment when we Pretty finish. Pretty nice at the Coco, and I'd say, in Camden. Oh, Coco, yeah. Yeah, that was magical. The Coco. And the Seagal in yeah. Paris is pretty astonishing when we get there. And, you know, when we play in Hamburg, Hamburg's a rock town. They love kids in America. But, I mean, I don't think there's a place we've 
uh, we played that song and it hasn't been magic. Yeah. And um, I think there was a time r- right in the middle of my career where, you know, obviously there's only so long you can be excited about any song, doesn't matter how great it is. And then when I sort of got out of the music industry then I sort of took time out and got married, had some children and got into horticulture and stuff. And then when I got drawn back with the 80s concerts and I always, now I say and I realise very clearly that Kids in America was gifted back to me by the audience. It was their uh, enthusiasm, their love, their joy, their energy that they gave me back our song it's just so exciting to sing it especially now of course because of the last 18 months not being able to oh my god I got even the thought of it is making me tingle it's such a it just keeps on it's the song that keeps on giving <laughs> and um, you know especially for us just seeing everybody their energy and their enthusiasm and their love it's such a beautiful thing a tsunami of energy it's just yeah. incredible as soon as that pulse starts off, yeah. you know, and of course, and I'm, I'm taken right back now as, as we're talking about it to being living at home with mum and dad. Rick had the wasp machine in his room next to mine, irritating me. I mean, he was an irritating brother, of course he was. <laughs> oh, of course. And, um, and then he was next door <laughs> playing this bloody wasp machine. And um, uh, yeah, and all I could hear was this da 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 da. And I was probably in my room playing some Joni Mitchell or something, you know. We were quite precocious kids now, I think about it. It because you know at 12 uh when uh, i think it was when um ladies of the canyon came out in 72 i think Joni mm-hmm. mitchell and mum and dad had the album in their collection and we were listening to that and we were 12 years old or 11 yeah, and, and, we really, and, and uh, these great yeah. great albums yeah. that a lot of people wouldn't have been getting into yeah. until their sort of teens or later mm. we were sort of totally into at 10 11 12 yeah yeah so we were listening to some amazing stuff yeah. and um Pink Floyd, um, all sorts, wasn't it? It's right across, yeah. right across the board. It's a yes. bit of rock and roll. Yeah, some amazing um, stuff that Dad had David in his record Bally. collection. Yeah. Really incredible. Yeah, yeah had Hunky Dory and all those albums that we wouldn't have had yeah, yeah. at that age, yeah. um, playing a lot in the hour. So, yeah, I was probably listening to um, uh, Ladies of the Canyon or something, and there's Rick with his pulse thing. There going <laughs> next door. Going yeah. through my punky Gary Newman yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, going through his yeah. OM- OMD. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I loved all that in Ultravox and you know John Fox and all that stuff all, all the synthy stuff I really loved but then obviously when Sex Pistols came out I had Clash and Stranglers and I was well into all that so that's yeah, all it's in kind of like America a, isn't it it's all in the mix it's a real yeah, melting pot yeah it, it just had all those influences all the harmonies and um, you know all that was I, I loved Abba as well so and Queen obviously and David Bowie so all these all these harmonies that, that were coming out they, they were all influences but those you know I've talked about about this on one of the earlier podcasts about all the different things where all the ideas came from and it's such a mishmash of different artists and it's, yeah um, like street life by um, you know Roxy uh, yeah, music yeah yeah the whole you know, intro the sound, to the sounds of life, traffic yeah. you know yeah. that was sort of part of it as well yeah wasn't really it? really inspiring and um, yeah Brian Eno again he, the incredible never um, going to tie musician. it never yeah. going to age that song be it in original form or when you play it live it's just it's, no they'll it's, be playing it on Mars it's an, inter- an internal yeah, one yeah they, they will. will they will be playing it on Mars and it keeps getting new lives you know through Riverdale the TV show 
show featured it very prominently. It's been in so many TV shows. Yeah. One Direction have covered it. Everyone's covered it. But it's almost famous it. now for being famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just like the first choice on, um, on X Factor. X Factor. So it's like the first choice song. So I'll move this on because I think there's so, been so much spoken about kids. And track mm. two of disc two is it's a song almost that shares a DNA, I think, a bit with Kids in America. It's Candy Crush. It's got it's got that energy to mm. it. Similar kind of vibe. Written with um, Frederick Tomander, who's a yep. Swedish chap out in Mallorca, I believe. Yeah, um, who we wrote Shine On with. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to about that, that later. So yeah. part of the Here Comes the Alien Here Come the Alien sessions. Yeah. How did that one come to be? Well, I was out in Stockholm writing with Tom and Anders and uh, we were in their little studio and I love writing with those guys. I, I hadn't written for a long time and I was out there. Uh, I think what happened was I went on a sort of songwriting recce over to Sweden. Um, we'd been told there were lots of great writing you know, uh, like outfits camps, going yeah. on at camps and stuff. I think I went and introduced myself to several of them. Um, I, I seem to remember going over there with my manager, Nick, and he'd sort of got a few uh, meetings sorted out with me and some writers and um, and when I met them I knew that they were the people that I wanted to work with and um, so I started doing lots of writing with them. Candy Crush came because I said I want, I want to write a song that's a bit like a Billy Idol sort of a white wedding thing let's let's go down that road you know mm. everyone starts off with a let's write a song a bit like that or with it or you know something kicks it off Billy Idol kicked off that song for us oh. Yeah, I remember um, hearing it for the first time and and really loving it. I thought, oh, this is so good. And then the middle eight came and it kind of dropped. And I thought, oh, it hasn't quite got the impetus that it needed on that middle section. Um, and that's the bit that I added where I, where it goes into the solo and it kind of goes up a, a gear. And, um, and we'll go, all the guitar solos uh, come in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Neil, with it, we kind of like Just went for that. Just keep the energy. So that was great because and it, it really it all made sense that. after that. And yeah, for it me, did. it felt like um, uh, one of uh, Kim Wilde back to her best. Yeah, and also, uh, obviously, you'd over this period leading up to Here Come the Aliens, you'd been building this huge reputation for being one of the most awesome live acts, you know, doing huge number of gigs around Europe. And suddenly on Here Come the Aliens, you get to feature your live band on your album. Yeah. It, yeah. Which must have been great to be able to have them on record with you as well as on stage. Oh, yeah, absolutely brilliant to have them, you know, represent... You know, we've been playing all these live gigs. To have them represented on the album was just brilliant. And, and then especially when we did the live album of uh, Here Come the Aliens, which is just um, awesome, I think. A lot, a lot of the stuff that we play now um, live, uh, for me, I, I kind of prefer the, the vibe that we're, we're, we're emanating from. Those, those songs were like... And originally, when they were produced, it was all synths and drum machines and claviers and fair lights and it was all very kind of syncopated but it just feels a bit looser and a bit more rock and roll now and we love that and we wanted to bring that same energy consciously into here come the aliens um so the obvious way was to incorporate you know have all the band playing on it it shows that at the heart of all of that production though are great songs still because if you can you know make them sound something completely different in yeah. that setting the song remains at the end of the day you still got to have the heart of a good song there to be yeah, able to yeah, do that yeah, if all yeah, that production yeah. is stripped away so it yeah. shows that 
love playing that one yeah. live as well. Fun, Candy Crush is oh, amazing. one it's of so our, much top, fun. our favourite ones to put in the set That's now. fantastic. So track three, we're going back to 2006, and this is sort of Kim's reintroduction to music again. It's Perfect Girl from Never Say Never. Yeah. With, um, with um, I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong, but Jean Uwe, known for working with Nina and, yeah. and co-writing 99 Uwe Red Peterson. <laughs> so much more beautifully than I can. <laughs> so what what's that period like for you Kim when you look back on it in terms of that dipping your toe back into the water yeah because I was gone. yeah I was like real home mum at that time two young children got into horticulture was feeling my way being a married woman uh, away from the music industry uh, completely wasn't listening to pop music much I really just took myself out of the equation uh, then I got this phone call saying would you like to be uh, would you like to do this number with Dana. Um, that happened quite spontaneously, but that came about because of uh, of collaboration I did with the, I think it was a DTM motor racing thing uh-huh. over there. I don't quite know how I got talked into doing that because it was uh, a cover version of Born to be Wild, which I was uh, never been a huge fan of as a song at all. Um, so I really went in very sceptical and uh, I was working together with Uwe, um, another producer whose name escapes me right now. And we worked, I went over there I thought you know I think we struck up a good deal to do it I, I, I can't remember what exactly how they got me on a plane to get me over there now I mean it must have been quite some battle anyway I ended up over there loved how we approached um, Born to be Wild I just thought that was great and all of a sudden from having been quite indifferent to that song I grew to absolutely love what, what we'd done with it and then the whole thing with Uwe popped up he said are you interested in doing what Naina's done she'd just done the Naina feet Naina Naina. Um, I had been involved and um, I became involved in that with any place anywhere anytime Um, and and Uwe said well how about we do it with you you know go revisit some of your old stuff have another fresh look at it see what we can do you know do you think Rick would be involved would he be interested so and then we got together as the three of us and um, put together that album and it was really great Rick wasn't it really inspiring lovely working with Uwe he's a complete nutter um, you know in all the best ways totally loves pop music uh, him and Rick got on like a house on fire yeah. um, Perfect Girl was a great pop song and Perfect Girl was yeah. really good fun yeah. to do oh, do you remember yeah, that great. Dutch audience who just kept t- uh, yeah, singing yeah, it to yeah, us yeah, once chant, yeah. it was so funny but again yeah, yeah the, the, that came really quickly the whole song came really quick and uh, I think all of us were just on such a high it, it, it's when, when you're feeling that positive and you're around that kind of positivity it really does inspire you to, to, to you really need something you really want something to happen from that and of course it it is bound to happen I mean, I think you know, Nana put me back in the in the in the driving seat. I, I hadn't wasn't expecting it. I, I kind of was a bit fish out of watery at the time, you know, doing TV shows with her. Um, so, you know, so shows sometimes a bit as well, which is quite sweet. Um, but nonetheless, um, 
she reminded me that actually being Kimwell wasn't quite so bad after all and that I miss the old girl and so um yeah she got me back in the driving seat and I've got a lot of you know a, a lot of gratitude to her I mean she is a force of nature Nona and um she she kind of put me back in touch with Ken Wilde <laughs> well we're very grateful to her for that mm. I never realized mm. that, that that was such oh, a me too. strong connection yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was really pleased and, and Perfect Girl I think is great you know it's the third song on on disc two and that's going to be one I think that you know for the the casual fans should we call them that they're going to hear for the first time and yeah. be wowed by and go this is a classic Kim Wilde song and a nice little video too fun video really yeah. fun video lots of really cool chicks in it yeah we were all cool chicks together loved it good good anthem that one um, track four is uh, Water on Glass so the third mm. single from the debut album you know following lots a couple of really big hits that you'd have with Kids and Checkered Love a song about tinnitus <laughs> as it turned out yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah dad my dad wrote it after you know meeting several people with with that condition i guess i mean it, he knew about it and wrote it that was the sound that he imagined it was like if you had it he's never had it um i have it mildly um yeah cool little song that water on grass and we we do play it live and it's it's it motors along yeah, doesn't mm, it it's very mm. much of that era the kids in america era one of the question marks over that song is um this is a shout out to to um grabbing the deluxe box set of pop don't stop the greatest hits because it has every video you've ever made and that is some accomplishment pulling all of that together but there's no video what's the story there i I just do not understand that i guess because it was the third i just don't know that too busy maybe you were just out and about it might have been that i was too busy it could have been because literally as soon as i mean kids in america kept me on the road for a solid three years virtually and that's you know that's without having to sort of deal with checkered love um yeah, so I think probably that was a, a large factor. It was the early fact that days. I was probably in Germany all the time. Too. It was still pretty early. Yeah, you know, of the music video era, eighty-one was still the dawn. It, was, it probably was. It might might not. It might have had something to do with the old. You know, some some people like spending a bit yeah. more money, and some people yeah. like spending slightly <laughs> <Yeah>. less. <laughs> so I should think the, the yeah. financial aspects of mm. it came. I imagine you know Mickey probably made a calculated, uh, you know, equation. Yeah. You know, he probably just yeah. thought you know. I, I think I've, I've spent the money what I want to spend on this. And also in those days, videos, you know, you could you could spend, you know, yeah, half a million on budgets. a bloody video. I mean, God knows what, you know, Jacko's videos were obviously a different level, but, you know, even before that, you know, all the Duran videos yeah. and Ultravox videos, you know, like Vienna and stuff, I mean, they must have cost an absolute arm and a leg. So well, a lot of ours did cost an arm and a leg, yeah. so you can you can understand probably um, why um, Mickey just yeah. decided yeah. to call, call, time, <laughs> call time. time on the outgoings <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Bless him. Bless him. So we're going to move on to track five and another new era for you back in 2011 which is the the snapshots era so we come to a, a covers mm. album so intrigued to know how how the covers album came about and track five the one that you've picked for the one one of the ones you've picked is a little respect a uh, live favorite of course as well yeah 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 playing that that song live is just astonishing you know the reaction is like kids in america when that when that song strikes up you see the whole place spark um and we've been playing it live and just getting such a huge reaction to and we've you know we changed the song a little bit but not too much you know just uh, the way we arrange it is unique to us and um and andy bell absolutely loved it and has had Told us so, oh, and nice. you know, so that's yeah. one of the reasons why it's uh, it's on the uh, on this album. Um, it was in, 
it was fully endorsed by him and he loves it so that means the world to us and making snapshots when you look back on that one that must that's tough approaching a covers album in terms of i think you struck absolutely the right balance of really well-known probably quite obvious choices and then some real curveball ones yeah, in there yeah as well, which again is so typically you two yeah. Yeah. in terms of, of the approach good i'm yeah. glad you said that yeah <laughs> i've got nothing but great memories of, of uh, promoting to france that is my favorite on that yeah to france. to france we put in the set live just love to sing that song it's so emotional yeah it's so full of hope and longing i think longing is the word that comes straight to my heart when i sing that song um we might have to put that one back in again and then of course you know to sing the first ever song that i remember being emotionally touched by as an eight-year-old with anyone who had a heart Mm. by Cilla black and um you know literally eight years old in 1968 and hearing that song and just being in love with it without even knowing what being in love was all about and um and and Scylla's incredible voice which was always so underrated Mm. and um I always really loved her singing voice um yeah so to be in a studio and sing that was a Mm. big emotional Mm. day do you remember it was a really emotional day yeah had lots of moments that day but uh, the thing I enjoyed most about singing anyone who had a heart was actually doing on the backing vocals because all the the backing vocals on that song are huge and massive and really challenging and I'd always wanted to do them I'd almost wanted to do the backing vocals more than I'd wanted to sing the song itself track six is view from a bridge another Mm. live favorite awesome live yeah your yeah. eyes lit up when I mentioned that one, Rick. Is that a favour of yours? It's one of my favourites. Yeah. I, I love, I love performing it. I just love the love the vibe, love the lyric. You know, it's it's quite dark, um, it but it's got a really kind of uplifting vibe to it, and it's just lovely to play on guitar. So yeah, yeah I love playing that one. I do as well. I I absolutely love it. It's it's pure drama, melodrama, I suppose. Yeah, um, I I love that about so many of our songs. I can just t- put my Myself into this little three-minute film and just take uh, every emotion out from that three minutes for that song uh, before launching into a whole other three minutes yeah. f- movie uh, like Checkered Love when you're bouncing around with a big smile on your face and view from a bridge you're definitely not smiling and you're definitely it's definitely quite a serious something's very serious is going on and you're not all, yeah, altogether sure dark. what that serious thing is yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so uh, yeah your dad created some great characters lyrically didn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. he was, was br- big on titles he yeah, still is yeah, he loves yeah, a great okay. title um, and rick's like that you know he'll often come up with the title of songs that we've written together mm. you know like you came never trust a stranger they're songs they're titles you know dad always drummed into us about the importance mm. of a really great yeah. title to draw people in and his narratives just great you know storytelling through the lyrics of songs like view from a bridge yeah Double. i mean yeah. you know I remember being a child and listening to 24 Hours from Tulsa by Jim Pitney. I just thought, this is astonishing. Even as a child, you know, I remember thinking, now what happened in... He's 24 Hours from Tulsa. Yeah. So what happened 24 hours... <laughs> what, happened, what happened then? What, <laughs> yeah. what, where, where was he? That's something that's... Uh, this is a, a t- questions that I, that I asked. So I think it's really great when a pop song leaves you asking lots of questions. It doesn't give you all the answers. Shine On is like that. Yep. It doesn't give you 
you all the it doesn't tell you what this song is about on a plate it alludes to the themes very important ones um and it allows the listener to interpret and i think that is the great skill of writing a pop tune is you don't have to put it all out on a plate you you give it to you give it it's a gift and yeah, it's, it's, it's for so, someone to interpret if it's too obvious it's almost insulting you yes. know what i mean it's, it's nice to to um yeah to have that something a little bit yeah a bit of amb- ambiguity and yeah. we like that that's a good word um track seven uh, and another storytelling one love blonde you know i mean people would have seen that and heard it at the time and think this is you this is a song about you and then you listen to the lyrics and i don't think it is a song about you but another another of dad's creations clearly in terms of what he must have been picturing again that was very stray cats the whole vibe yes. of that was yeah. stray cats and um yeah it just felt like a good old rock and roll vibe and um yeah it was i think he just felt love blonde was a great title yeah about the blonde phenomena which of course is eternal i mean look at thomas paul yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the yeah. ultimate blonde there's something <laughs> there's just the blonde uh, phenomena that just is uh, has been in the past and will be forever more yeah. and um th- that i'm part of and i'm very happy to be great great memories of that one um track eight we're going um and back to to never say never and together we belong which is going to be a terrific one for uk fans to to hear again because i hear that i think it sounds like a pink song yeah i think it could be a pink yeah it's got or kelly clarkson someone like that it's got that very modern adult rock feel to it huge pop chorus yeah i I write that one on guitar i know that i know that for for sure certain songs are very keyboard orientated that one was uh, was all guitar and it just felt so lovely playing on acoustic and singing it on acoustic i think i came up with the title on that one together i think you did yeah yeah Um, yeah. but i didn't write anything else i think it was only that line and then again you smashed it with the lyric beautiful lyric and and um yeah that's that's and that was lovely to play live as well yeah it was great lovely song to sing when that chorus hits it's such it's, a beautiful yeah, vibe it's a that, punch. yeah it's a lovely big it's like you came with all those lovely harmonies and it, it just really lifts it kimmy when she sings her own harmonies just is a really unique sound and it just sounded like that on that um on together we belong it's just a beautiful sound when that suddenly hits in so the yeah. harmonies for us has been integral part of what we put together yeah um and we don't talk about it too often but it's really integral and it's we always it's we spend almost a like, lot of time on harmonies. we spend a huge amount of time on them and we love arranging them and yeah. many of them are melodies within melodies mm. um they they don't actually become like a third or a, you yeah. know they actually are a fifth they they become another song within a song and um yeah so i think for instance you came i think there are some very very not obvious um harmonies throughout you came and i remember kirsty mccall saying telling me uh meeting me and telling me and she said i love the unique approach to harmony that you have put on that song it's what makes it shine um you could have gone a really obvious uh, harmony route but you went this other route and um so i always remember kirsty appreciating that yeah little discords here and there it always sounds lovely and interesting and fresh you know and um yeah that was uh and especially on the last chorus on on together we belong there was a key change and that hit 
Kim's vocal right at the very, very, very edge of, of where she could sing. And uh, I, I love that. It just has this real power to it. And, and emotion. And emotion. It is yeah. just beautiful. So, yeah, I love that song yeah. and I'm very proud of it. Um, and, yeah, I look forward to performing that again one day, hopefully. Yeah. A new audience are going to find that one, I reckon, through this release. That's definitely going to have a Yeah, it's definitely one of my personal favourites, that one, you know. Oh, that's good. Mm. Um, we're now going to talk um, about an album I don't think we've touched on yet, which is Come Out and Play. So you're you're kind of back from Never Say Never. You've, you've mm. sort of made a commitment um, to, to, you know, to be back on the scene, as it were. And then Come Out and Play is... Wow, what a what a banger of an album! Uh, yeah, in terms of yeah. You, you capitalize on that live mm. reputation that you're building still at this point, and it feels like a real live record. And "Lights Down Low" is the first single, and, and track nine on this. Yeah, um, come out and play. Um, inspired from one of the songs on there, um, which we ended up calling "Hey You," which was originally called "Come Out and Play," um, and yeah, it was a, a real celebration of of having spent the, the this previous years um, honing our skills as live musicians and and as a band, uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously you know as you can see from the cover yeah. of the album. So it sort of tells you everything you want to, you need to know about what's inside. Uh, Lights down low was a, a it's a great one to play live mm. actually. A sexy little pop song with a um, yeah it was a, a great start to the rest of the campaign for that album come out and play um, I've got special memories of that album mm. I played it on the way here in the car I oh, not no. played it for a little while and had I've forgotten how amazing King of the World is oh, well King of the World came when I was working I mean some of the songs like come out and, like Hey You and stuff they came um, in Sweden and King of the World was one of the songs that um, came really quickly you know, like, like Rick was saying you know when something mm. really good is happening and I remember I just felt literally physically like I had something um, like some kind of uh, wire or, or connection between me and something else like the <laughs> universal energy or something and I remember just feeling like I was automatic writing um, I wasn't even thinking about it it's just this automatic writing started happening so I always um, yeah I always think of that and something spiritual going on the line yeah. about gonna rock and roll before we hit the floor that's an incredible line it's such yeah. a powerful <laughs> one love it mm-hmm. um, track 10 is Cambodia what mm-hmm. can we say about that one oh, um, yeah it's the first record I ever bought, so it was my introduction to you two oh, <laughs> back in 1981 wow. with my one pound. Off I went to Woolworths yeah. and bought that as a single. Oh. Um, so it has a very special place for me, and I think it's the one when Kim you mentioned um, the French gig in uh, La Cigale. I seem to recall when you were doing the Aliens tour, they wouldn't let you stop singing Cambodia. It just kind yeah, of went yeah, doing yeah. that chant. Oh, God, it went We've been at a few gigs where the chant won't stop, and that's <laughs> that's really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's- Happened Mad. in Paris. Uh, it's crazy. Happened in H- Holland a few times and in Germany. It happens. A f- it's happened a few times, and it's quite difficult to know how to stop an audience <laughs> yeah, when they're yeah. doing that. So <laughs> if you went, if you want to stop them or not, we, we, we've let them take take control at that point. If you were uh, listening to the first episode of this podcast, we talked about a banned music video, which was um, "Say so You Really Want Me," and actually Cambodia was also banned. Um, I don't know if you remember this back in the day. It had to be edited because apparently the snake crawling across your leg was far too erotic for some. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my and god! And it was yeah. banned. And what a difference between. 
between yeah. eras from 81 to 87, I think, when Say You Really Want Me came out in terms of the, the limits that you could go to oh, and, isn't that funny? And, and what you could push. But, you know, snake crawling over leg was, <laughs> was all too much. <laughs> I remember. Um, Again, you know, it wouldn't have crossed my mind. You know, pearl necklaces and snakes. I not, hadn't got a clue. Yeah, listen to episode one to I mean, and, and clearly, reference. I was just at the mercy of these pervy uh, video directors who thought, oh, yes, get King Wild on the floor, there's a snake on my leg. And I didn't think of it at all. I just thought, oh, yes, well, of course that would be happening in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> the jungle of life. Uh, and Rickles, you know, all made up with white paint all over yeah, his face yeah, and everything. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that video? I do remember that video, yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, that was uh, fun times. Fun times. Fun times. <laughs> but um, the, the the actual song, I was I was so pleased. I remember that being a massive relief for me. That song because we'd had yeah. three or four um, releases, and each one had gone not as well as the other one. So they'd all gone. You know, obviously, kids at number two, checkered love number five, Close. water on glass. I'll, I'll correct you in a minute. Was, but was, keep going. <laughs> something like that, anyway. Um, and it, they were all sort of going down, and I thought, oh god, you know, and uh, pressure on. And then Cambodia reversed that trend, but not only did it go um, higher than the previous single, which was a re- major relief. But it was actually a down-tempo song, and up till then, all Kim's tracks were kind of quite rocky and quite hard, uh, yeah, hard yeah. and tough and fast. And for, for us to actually do a, a more down-tempo was quite unusual. And so it's lovely because it really showed uh, Kim's diversity, and, and, and it's lovely hearing your, vo- your vocal so Apparently it's your signature song in France, I'm told, in terms yeah. of, because it sold more than yeah. other yeah. stuff yeah. so it's yeah. thought it's of a in the way that France. kids yeah. is thought of or hanging on is thought of Cambodia in France it's, it's featured in quite a French a few yeah. French movies and um, as I say sold a million there it's, it's a big song in France and um, when we play it in, in Paris especially the reaction is phenomenal it's up there with the reaction we get from kids and yeah. it's so strange like, we, because we, we do so many gigs in so many different territories um, you, you know the you know, Cambodia obviously was more successful than a lot of the other singles yeah. that came out, and but we we kind of forget that, and so we just sing it, we just yeah. like just perform it as we yeah, normally yeah. would, um, and put it in the same place in the set. And of course, you know, now now we're a lot more um, picky, and we really sort of think about where it, where they go now because which it, it's yeah, which depending on where we are in the in the world. Lovely. Track 11. Now, this is an interesting one. So, track 11 is Loved. So, this comes about really when you are properly on hiatus, as it were, in 2001. And did it come up with a greatest hits of some kind? There was it a, did, didn't like it? A, another sort of record label attempt yeah, to, to push actually, it. Actually, I remember being very involved in that greatest Terry hits. Terry Ronald was involved. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Terry. I wrote that with oh, you. I love Terry. That was a very legend. lovely greatest hits package, actually. That was, you know, again, we got very involved in it, much more so than the previous one. Um, I was really happy with that and um, there was a lovely booklet inside and some beautiful photographs and some lovely very personal and um, and then that track sort of came out of Mm. nowhere didn't it? Well Terry came down to uh, my house I had a studio in my house at that time and and we spent a couple of days writing and Loved was born um, and I programmed it up and it all sounded lovely and I was really pleased with it with Terry doing his his guide vocal on it uh, which was amazing because he's got a lovely voice Terry and um and so I played it to Kimmy and Kimmy said yeah I really love that so then we recorded Kim's vocal on it and then um 
Terry had played it to Ian Masterton, yeah, and um, and Ian did a mix on it, which absolutely nailed it, and it sounded so good and so strong that um, and that was a massive hit in Belgium. Yeah, so, it was. So whenever yeah. we go to Belgium, that's like one of the one of the <laughs> that's big the ones we put in. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we actually don't even normally perform that do we no we've we've done it acoustically a, yeah. a couple of times yeah, yeah. And, but um i'm glad it's on the album it's lovely it's, to I think, be there. yeah amazing. it's great to have it on there so track 12 is another personal favorite of mine and first time i heard this song i blubbed like a baby it's pop don't stop it just for me it's <laughs> yeah. like yes it's the soundtrack of my musical life at least written by you two of course it had to be um scarlet's involved in this yeah, one as well, yeah, which yeah. is is lovely um and perfectly appropriate to have the album the greatest hits album taking its title as well well that 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 actual song took a while to write funny enough because we had like i think about two or three different top lines on it didn't we yeah and then um you kind of took it away and and said look i've got this this idea this mad crazy idea for the chorus yeah and um you started uh kim came in and, and sung over the top of it and singing it to him i was thinking i i didn't really understand it i didn't i, I t- so what what is the lead line what's the harmony you're oh, is that harmony you're singing no it's a lead line all oh, right. So, what what's the harmony doing? And I remember being really confused by it, and um, so we kind of like re- spent a, a little a little bit of time recording it all. And then the, the more the longer it went on, the better it sounding. Uh, and, and then we tightened it all up, and it just sounded it's an wonderful. Un- it's unusual for us. The song came about um, in I think two or three different stages, and. Uh, Scarlett had written some great lyrics for a, a slightly different version of it, and I, I took it away and uh, was inspired by um, Pump It Up um, by Elvis Costello. And I, and I just said, I, I, I fancy a kind of a real punchy chorus here. Like, and uh, that's, that's who inspired that, the chorus. And then it became obvious that it was a, a love letter to pop music itself. And then that's when it actually started to make yeah. sense. We didn't know what it, I think. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, I think at the time, initially, its, it's first incarnation was a much more personal one. And we took yeah. it... We took yeah. it we, we wanted it to be about a journey, our journey of yeah. pop. But then it became a journey uh, about us, but also about pop more generally. Yeah. Um, so we depersonalised it all at the same time it was very personal again it's a bit more global <laughs> wasn't it and, i'd yeah. always wanted to write a song with pop yeah. in the title yeah, yeah. 
But I, I love Dead Mouse as well, so that's oh, where yeah. my, my inspiration came from for that that whole intro with all those chords and stuff. That is all very Dead Mouse, and um, yeah. And so. this is also a good opportunity to we talked about like remixes that you don't really remember from like the the Love Moves and Love Is era. The stuff you did on Aliens remix wise with some of the singles. Oh, bless you, the thank you, Lee. Complexity of the pop don't stop bringing in Cambodia more boldly than it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, that, that for me it was a, it was lo- a lovely um, opportunity. To, to highlight some of um, our achievements, I think. And yeah. it's just nice to just put a little spotlight on them. It's nice. Lovely work. Thank you. Track 13, we're about to come out and play, and it's Get Out. Oh, I love that tune. Pete Such Kirtley. a cool one to play live. Yeah, so oh, rocky, fabulous. punchy, yeah, strong, great. attitude. It's, it's got Kim Wilde written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah. Did you meet Pete Kirtley, that's one of the co-writers involved? Yeah, I was writing with him. Okay. And he played it to me, and I, I just loved it. Because so. he'd written Hearsay's Pure and Simple, I didn't realise, which obviously was a oh, massive, wow. massive, massive song. Great yeah. writer. And, oh, um, great yeah, writer. he played me the track, and I remember phoning up uh, Rick and saying, I think we've got a, a smash here. It's great great one to play live yeah and it'll be a great surprise i think for a lot of kw fans or people that have liked some of my stuff they'll love this one great the next track is definitely going to take them by surprise because i don't think lots of people will know that you covered it's all right by 17 oh yeah from snapshots which is track 14 um again that was great choice yeah that was fun to 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 (laughs) sing live well we just love this track i mean we love e17 and we we were like kids in a sweet shop you know rick came up with the um title name of snapshots um perfect title and then we would like kids like oh what are we gonna do then what songs can we choose you know it really was so much fun and we we loved e17 and we, so it was we i just follow um, tony mortimer on um on twitter yeah. amazing writer stay another day i mean god it's yeah, just beautiful. a classic isn't it yeah and and he is a legend and that first album they brought out was fantastic but so it was great that you picked a boy band song i thought that was a really niche idea you know you did a girl band one as well because you yeah. did some yeah, sugar yeah. babe stuff and there was yeah, exactly. a great song is a great song yeah 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 it worked yeah, yeah. really made it your own yeah. on, on snapshot so i think that's another one that people are gonna discover back to aliens again and track 15 is birthday which again your remix of that is off the chart oh, oh yeah bless you. off the bless chart you. isn't that's it oh that's fun and there's I a great vi- the video that sean did for it as well amazing. Was so cool. yeah. yeah amazing a fun live one i imagine was that yeah, meant for yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, back in the day, Scott had her own band. We wrote about six or seven tracks, and of which I think three may be on Aliens. I just thought that there were such good songs, and we'd both been listening to them sporadically over the years. And as we when we started recording Aliens, I just happened to play some of those tracks in the car, and I just thought they could be revisited and um, brought up to date few changes were made and a few lyric changes and it kind of yeah they great song took a new life love singing that song it's a mouthful it's a hard song to sing yeah a lot of my songs are very challenging to sing yeah i never trust a stranger very challenging four-letter word very challenging uh birthday extremely challenging it's like going into a into a sort of marathon you have to go into training for singing (laughs) birthday so um i better do that quite soon yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm glad the other track that one of the other scarlet songs that didn't make aliens the first time but did on the reissue was fight temptation yeah 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 yeah. fun another attitudey one that you can strut around the stage yeah 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 
into it. And Stereo Shot, of course, that, yeah. that was uh, the same thing. That was uh, around that area. Yep. Um, so it's funny how you can write a song and years and years later, I mean, it must have been about 10 years, I suppose, wasn't it? Before that was uh, reintroduced as an actual proper release and um so but yeah a great song's a great song at the end of the day and, and, and here come the know. aliens was an album you know i was talking to rick about this recently it did take many years to, to come to be it, it didn't just happen because we kind of yeah. hit gold yeah. or hit you know hit a rich seam although we did but yeah. it, it was many years in the making that yeah. album um and it's re- it really is one of my all-time most favorite albums we've been involved in making yeah and props to Scarlett for the artwork too. Not only is she Amazing. songwriter on it, but yeah. you know, sings on it, but so too yeah. those, those gorgeous. And she's pictures. our yoga teacher when we do the tours, don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yoga yeah. teacher too. <laughs> Amazing artwork on the Here Come the Aliens, and all obviously really inspired by my own personal experience of being in a field and seeing something astonishing in the sky. And 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 I, and I sort of said to Scarlett, if you could try and capture that in a sort of uh, that sort of fifties uh, um, kind of the fifty foot woman or whatever. Retro, yeah, art, yeah, retro yeah, artwork, yeah, 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 I would love that, and yeah. she she just she nailed, nailed it. it. Oh, she's an incredible yeah. artist. Um, track sixteen. We're moving on. This is one of my another personal favourite of mine. It's come out and plays real life. What a gorgeous song! It's an mm. emotional song. They played me um, when I was working with Freddie and, and Anders over in Stockholm. They played me this song, and I fell in love with it. What a beautiful song! A joy to sing. It was. I, I, it had been recorded before, um, and I just said, "We've got to record this. Yeah. This is a, a beautiful song." I think it's going to be one of the revelations of this collection. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's going to stand out for people who aren't. Yeah, who are going to be shocked that. Actually, it's a bit like a killer's one. track, isn't it, Rick? It is. Yeah. Think? Oh, very it's much. Very so. like a very killer's much yeah. track. Yeah. But it's such an and, emotional um, lyric. Yeah. Too, in terms of. Oh, it's, the story it's, it's, it's a tough one to deliver. Um, for especially for Miss Wilde here, because you were uh, uh, often, you know, Scarlett would have to finish off singing it because you, you kind of lost it a bit on a, a oh, couple yeah, of occasions yeah. singing it. Because yeah, it, so it is really does, <laughs> really does hit home lyrically. Again, you know? I listened to it in the yeah. car and I was hit by it. You know, I've heard oh, it a hundred yeah, times, yeah. listening to it again. To it's a like, very emotional a song. Yeah. Powerful gut. Yeah, in the gut feeling That's when deep. you listen to it. Yeah, deep. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you say that. Big meaning of life song. Mm. That's yeah, what it exactly. Sounds like. Yeah. Um, uh, track 17 your second single is checkered love yeah you know, yeah 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 fun one and that's had that's had some incarnations in its time shields is somewhere yeah there. yeah yeah did yeah, a lovely yeah. acoustic version of it which you yeah. kind of played with around and i know we've yeah. talked before about you know play it like it's what's your dad say play the melody sing it as it's meant or to be go said the, or go or the jazz route do something <laughs> wildly different or the country way. route but we well <laughs> actually route. it's, yeah, it's we it's, love that at christmas it's yeah. sort of a folk route i mm. like to yes, call it folk. a folk route yeah, from the shields country route was lovely at christmas on your live your winter wild winter stream when you did that as the, as the country version that was yeah. beautiful yeah. oh yeah. yeah that was a lovely thing a lovely moment and during you the for lockdown doing that for us all in lockdown we were all uh, super grateful oh, to have that oh it's it. an absolute pleasure really it's lovely for us to be able to get together and sing again because we oh yeah we, we hadn't done any gigs obviously for all that time and it's just lovely to be able to to do something like that and, and to, reach out to everyone yeah, during that time remind everybody that there's hope still. still yeah, there. absolutely. We put hope on the it on is, the little yeah. globe box yeah. on the piano and just yeah. hoped everyone would, um, you know, get some some uh, strength from that. And on yeah. the Check Love video, did you really hurt your hand breaking that mirror? 
that glass. So Ricky looked fierce in that video. <laughs> he <laughs> did. Really fierce. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've looked, I, I think it's one of the best looking videos that we did back in that time. You know, tough. We both look really great. Um, I, I love it. I love the bathroom. It's got an the black yeah. and white. John style to the video. She's done it. I, think, I don't know if it's physical. There's a video of hers that's got a very similar kind of look. I to think it. both videos were done by Melinda Grant, I think. Love putting that in the set. We put, we used to go open it with it all the yes, time, Checkered Love. And now we, we, we you know, we've realised that's kind of like throwing it away a little bit. So now we've, we've sort of elevated it and it kind of hits down further down the set yeah. now in a really great place with a view from a bridge and a few other t- songs. So different energy live do you remember that pressure at the time going back in terms of having to write a follow-up oh oh, absolutely and mickey obviously he was the main man and it was his decision alone as to what was going to be the follow-up single and i must have written 15 20 tracks presented them to him as a a possible follow-up um and each time he's saying oh it's not quite there it's not quite there it's it's close but it's not quite there and each time i'd come back and it'd be like oh god and yeah it was it was pressure on big pressure on sorry checkered love came but again quite quite quickly i was still living at uh, mum and dad's house at home and they had this annex uh, down the bottom of the garden that's where i'd set up my studio and i was doing all my writing and i'd just go down there and i'd spend a whole i spent three days writing without any sleep at all literally just writing writing and i did it i just didn't realize what the time was and in my head i was kind of like so in the zone of just having to come up with something and that's where checkered love uh, came from and and so i I had a little tiac uh, four track recorder recorded some guitar and put some guide vocals down i played it to mickey and he said that's the one and it's just like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> we got Honestly, that pressure was yeah. uh, was so, so huge. Yeah. I just um, I can't even imagine what that was like. I can imagine. It makes me feel quite ill to think oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, know, I do look back pressure, on those days. And that career, at that, my career at that point, which had just had gone through the, the atmosphere, and then to be responsible for coming up with more hits all, all the time. The thing is, I, I, it's I was astonishing. So terrified that you'd be a one hit wonder. Um, and that, that whole thing, that was my worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, worse than anything is yeah. being a one hit wonder. And um, so I was just so determined for that not to happen. Um, well, these so, 41 songs so far say otherwise. Yeah, so. Do you know what? Though? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm st- I still feel not under pressure, but so much, but. My, it was my family and yeah. my sister and and you know i didn't want to let dad down i didn't want to let mum down and and everyone and and if i fell over then basically it all fell over so i i did feel that pressure um yeah. and i look back on that and I, i'm amazed that i actually did what i did uh, but, but it does well um, the pressure is all we can say when you look back on it and looking back on it i think i did strive on that pressure you did absolutely so we're almost there we've got four to go and um, i'm going to use the english pronunciation of this rather than doing a horrible uh, pronunciation it's dream lover which is one of the bonus tracks on the second take mm. of um yeah. become the alien steve lee i wrote that with yeah yeah it's steve lee's a wonderful lo- wonderful writer actually if you put it with another song i would put it with can't get enough of your love it's, okay. it's the same kind of song yeah um with a different 
close. Um, mm. Was that always around that song in terms of because again that was it, was, it that got a history was, to it. Yeah, that was written years ago. That was quite a, a, a really old one. And Scarlett heard it. I'd, I'd given her a copy of the demo. Um, and as we were coming up to do the album, Scarlett said, "Have you thought about doing Dream Lover?" I actually totally forgotten the yeah. song, and um, and then she sent me a copy that I'd sent her, and um, I heard it. I thought, "Yeah, this could be really good." She said, "It could be great for Kim." What are you talking about? <laughs> and of course, she was right. It just sounded yeah, amazing. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, it went on the uh, remix album, didn't it? Yeah, as, as a yeah, bonus sort yeah. of track. Yeah. yeah. Um, those remixes of the Alien tracks were, I think, amongst some of the best work Ricky's ever done, um, especially um, Cyber Nation War, which we ended up doing in its entirety as a 12-inch oh, remix, or whatever it is you wow. call it, a remix, yeah. doing the, the whole remix live. Yeah. Uh, it works so, so well. Um, so yeah, that that, that, uh, that was a magic era for us. Mm. I think the Here Come the Aliens, the Aliens live yeah, album, yeah, um, the, the the remix album, everything. That was British tour, you just know, doing wonderful all those energy and places that you and the tour, yeah. the costumes, the yeah. whole oh, thing. You know, we had so much fun. Inflatable aliens. I mean, what's not <laughs> yeah, to like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the you know the crowd, the the fans got so into it, and yeah. the, with all the memorabilia, all the all the, all the stuff that they would yeah. create. Wonderful. Know, it was wonderful. Really, it really. Spiked a, uh, sparked a lot of uh, in, inspired people. And, and the lights were incredible as well. The, the lighting oh story is a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, I'm not going to name names, but no. we did have a lighting guy, and for whatever reason, right like a day or two days before the tour was starting, he decided that he wanted to pull out and he pulled out and it's just like oh my god and we'd given him all the arrangements and we thought he was all on it and and right at the last minute he obviously wasn't and then we um, managed to get hold of a guy called John Davis and John bless him steamed in he said right send me send me a, a, a CD rather of a, or mp3s of all, all the tracks you're doing with the arrangements and literally he had two days to get that organized wow it was unbelievable yeah. and then that first gig we did Kim's manager Sean Vincent it was uh, doing d- sound. he's doing the sound and obviously so he's right next to John and he's like watching the lights and Sean was absolutely blown away. It was kind of like a different level uh, light show that we that we'd had. And um, was that? Uh, did you start in the UK? So is that Ipswich? Yeah, it might have been Ipswich. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so John did that first gig, and and already that was like, oh my god! But by the end of the tour, it was just yeah. unbelievable. His, yeah. his There's some beautiful his pictures. There's one I remember. Class. It's got these, the red and the green lights coming down. I can't think which venue you're at. But oh, it's just uh, this uh, stunning yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah. amazing. All the photos cross from that tour are yeah. just fantastic and that was all because of john yeah uh, john oh, davis yeah. so just absolute class john davis. well done john Bless yeah you, wonderful man as well so yeah so we come to track 19 and i think kim talked about this very briefly earlier on it's shine on which is your new single which mm. radio one a uh, radio two sorry have picked up and are playing which is lovely yes um lovely with, with the with the legend that is mr boy george yes and yeah. we wrote it just before literally within a week of lockdown at the very first lockdown in March of 2020 and um, Freddie um, Tamanda uh, has a beautiful Palmer Studios I think it was called Palmer Studios mm. isn't it 
in Mallorca anyway he'd invited us over and I said to Rick come on let's go and see what the studio's like and we let's write a few songs beautiful studio let's try and write a few songs to put on the new greatest hits when you know the great Cherry Red had already started uh, collating it and getting licenses from various record companies and videos blah 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 it was you know a huge amount of work I said come on let's smack, let's just like really rock them with a couple of two new, two new you know a couple of tunes let's see what we can do and we got on a plane and we went over there and we stayed there for a week and we wrote every day and I remember I was in the kitchen of the studio and I heard uh the chorus of shine on coming out through the, the the room where we were working and i i just i just dropped everything i rushed in i said what's that what's that what's that and rick had rick would just written the chorus shine on uh, and the rest well it started off um, initially uh, from a lyric point of view which I came up with really quickly after a conversation Ricky and I had had um, which was actually really sort of kind of a very personal relationship it was about Barbara Windsor and her husband Scott and uh, how they had been battling dementia together and it was a very very moving conversation we had about it so I based initially the first uh, set of lyrics um, around that um, which is where the the line about chemical demons and controlling the fire in her and everything. And then when we got back, um, the pandemic hadn't quite hit in. I actually went to Thailand uh, with my daughter. Um, and then Scarlett was listening to the song that we'd gone home with. At that time, it was quite abaresque and the, the tempo was quite up, um, if you can imagine it. <laughs> it sounded great, but... Um, Scarlett listened to it, Ricky played it to her while I was in Thailand and said, you know what, she heard it and she said, she said I think we need to take it down a totally different road and I just fell in love with it and it was it was like one of those zen moments you know the the that love is a temple I mean I was sitting in temples I was surrounded by temples and it was all a very much you know it was written in Thailand actually the rest of the lyric so it came together sort of wow. in a like from different places and then eventually I mean George had been um contacting Ricky and I for a, for some time about maybe doing a project the right project never seemed to come along at the right time either for George or for myself and um and then by that by the time I got back from Thailand we were in dead-on lockdown and the next thing I know I'm doing a zoom with George and he's saying come on we've got to work together let's make this happen will you do this thing that I'm doing this called karaoke name and number it's got your name on it <laughs> and your number <laughs> and so I did that and then uh, I said listen George I've got a greatest hits coming out and I really want you on it you know I mean there's not a bigger icon in the world is there mm. and not a bigger pop icon certainly or icon than boy george and i was so proud and so happy when he said yeah and when he loved shine on it was like oh wow this is gonna be great and, and then it, his vocal came through it was yeah just like, oh, oh wow. it's magical oh yeah and um before scarlet had said maybe we should change this and change that it's i couldn't really get my head around that at first it's kind of like what he goes yeah bring the tempo down do this do that Oh, yeah, well, do you know, a... she was very inspired by um, Bonnevere bon 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 yeah, at the yeah. time. But, and she was right on that. And, and she yeah. said, I want to create that sort of beautiful, haunting... It, it, but it transformed the lyric. I mean, yeah. it, just doing it in that, with that treatment, it just really... It just made it so much more poignant, I think. Yeah, it did. 
a beaut to kick yeah. off this whole new package yeah. as well. So it certainly sparked people's imagination. Yeah, sure. and I yeah. think you know, and yeah. I think there's something really uh, optimistic and great. About it. I feel like we're the sort of the mum and dad of the '80s. You know, <laughs> get together and um, you know just to kind of give uh, put a bit of joy back in, into people's hearts during mm. such a bad time. That's and it sounds and your two voices together Blend, just sounds so they? lovely. They really yeah. do. It yeah. really does. It's that one's going to be another one that's going to live on and on and on. It's going to have a I life think of so. its own. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think song. so. It deserves be, to be. It, and, and as you said, the, the lyrics can mean different things to different people. Yes. That one. Yeah. It's, it's going to have a, lots of different meanings. Okay, two yes. to go. Here's one that I know, Ricky, you weren't thrilled with at the time, but I'm, I, I know so many fans are happy that you've managed to include it because <laughs> they don't have it before now. <laughs> certainly being able to buy it. And it's Numinous. From, Numinous. Yeah. 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 It's out so, there, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pleased to break that news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I phoned up Sean when I, when they were you know literally putting it to bed. I said, "No, this is on there, isn't he?" isn't it he said uh, uh i don't think so <laughs> i said well i, I want it on there that i emailed him at almost the same time <laughs> so funny because i emailed him and said sure i, I i'm not going to meddle and, and i know you've done amazing stuff on this but is numinous in there <laughs> well the thing is it, it was sort of a single because it came out in lockdown yeah. um yeah. it kind of was a lockdown single yeah. and um it was what we could do and i sort of made the video on my laptop yeah. and you know sent it over to Sean and he did you know he did a lovely job on the video and I'd always loved it when Ricky had when Ricky and I had made it I'd, I just so what's it, your problem Ricky it was it, <laughs> it was made at the same time as Here Come the Aliens yeah, and it fits with that and we have a clip of it yeah, at the beginning of the album yeah, so you yeah. get to hear a bit of Newman as, as first track kicks off and um and Rick just didn't feel it was re- it was right for the album at that time. Yeah, I didn't really hear it as a as a Kim Wilde track. I programmed it all up and wrote it as a maybe a remix or something. And um, it's kind of like had a Basement Jacks kind of vibe to it, I suppose. And and uh, that was kind of like the main influence behind it. And I didn't really hear it as a as a as a song. As a track, it's more of a remix, I think. That's what the problem was, I think. <laughs> he, I've, he heard it like that. I heard it as this great, great tune, and um, and I really enjoyed writing the lyrics. And the word numinous came to me on, on, on a Twitter feed, which has, every now and again, there's uh, someone I follow who just puts up a word, you know, a word comes up, a new word that I wouldn't know. This beautiful word came up, numinous. So I thought, that's a great word. When I found out what it meant, um, sort of in, in, in the presence of something spiritual and and godly and something you know in the presence of something astonishing I thought well that's exactly what happened to me when I, when I was in my field looking up into the sky and seeing these orbs whatever they were flying in the sky so I wanted to write a song specifically about that and so I did and um Oh, it's one of my favourites. I'm so glad it's on there. I can't even tell you. <laughs> but, we, we, but she was fighting to have it on the album, and I was fighting for it not to be on the album. <laughs> and um, so in you the end, we, we, we came in with a... Well, how about we just do feature a little bit before <laughs> one of the other songs? And that's how yeah, yeah. We, we finished up. It's like a compromise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then luckily, because we were in lockdown and we weren't really seeing each other, or, you know, too much in contact. Obviously, we were in contact, but not so much. And I literally snuck numinous on because I thought I'm not going to tell Rick yeah. <laughs> I thought I've already fought with 
remember for years about this bloody track. I'm not going to. I mean, I, I remember in, in lockdown. You know, I wanted to put it out. I felt I felt that it would be a great treat for the fans because they would they would know it straight away because they've heard it at the beginning of the Here Come the Aliens album, and they say, Oh my goodness, that, that's what that song is, and it would be really you know fun for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I snuck it on without telling. Oh, it's everyone. a bit of fun. It's so a bit of fun. Pleased that you did. Oh really? Oh well, that's lovely to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, get my taxi um, the final track on disc 2 is one I'm very sentimentally attached to already and it's very new and lots of people won't have it's probably one of the only songs they won't have heard yet as, as depending on which this lovely podcast goes to air and it's called You're My Karma mm. and it's with a wonderful friend of ours called Thomas Paul Kim Ricky tell me about this one it's a beaut. Yeah, well, I was in, in the lockdown, I just came into the studio and I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm just going to write a few tracks and just put some guide vocals on it and see what happens with it. And Karma was, yeah, that was uh, one of the first ones, I think, that I, that I wrote. And I just love the vibe. It's had a really lovely summer vibe to it. At the time, I think... Because of the nature of the lockdown and, oh, everyone's heads were in such a different place. It was so scary and unpredictable and just didn't know what was around the corner and didn't know, I mean, just didn't know what the hell was going on. And so I think, Rick, at that point, I was thinking about doing maybe a solo project or something yeah. and, and, yeah. and do so he was putting together some great tracks and when I heard You're My Karma I thought this is a song needs to needs to be heard um, when the Greatest Hits project was winding up um, and we knew Shine On was on there I thought wouldn't it be great if we had two songs two new songs you know it's great to have the past and represent it celebrate it I'm all for that but let's just remind everyone that you know we're, we're not all about the past we're very much about what's going on now and heading off into the future so let's put two new songs on there we put shine on with george and i thought you're my karma would be the perfect uh, other track to put on there by which time uh we had met thomas paul via your good self lee yeah uh, well, which I, was one of I, the best introductions yeah. to any artist we've ever had well, I, other I, than frida sandimo yeah i, I remember <laughs> from, saying, also from from yourself, also from, from yourself. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I remember listening to it and thinking that it would be really lovely to have some someone new, someone some new artist or someone fresh and young. Um, we'd we'd done the shine on with George, which was perfect. I just thought it'd be lovely to have another one with someone fresh and new. And um, so, obviously, I asked your good self, Lee. Who do you think? Would um, be amazing. I think I got to the about forty seconds in, and I was like, "This is Tom's record. This is Tom. He has to be on this." Has his name yes. written all over it? And I thought, "There's times when I've listened to Tom sing, and I think he sounds like Green Gartside from Squitty Politi, who I know Kim, you you're a big yes. fan of." And I yeah. thought these two could sound beautiful together. And he'd just done a very disco influenced album yeah. in Black Country Disco, yeah. and I thought this is this is meant to be. You know, he's done a disco record. This is a disco song, really at heart. It is, yeah. And the Black Country disco was just such a great album it was my lockdown album um really beautiful work on there beautiful singing production songwriting uh imagery i mean he's got the lot and um we had a zoom via good self and and well we're with you and and rick didn't we and uh, bless him there was tom looking actually all a little bit shy i couldn't believe it i don't think i'll ever see him that shy again (laughs) Uh, certainly from not what i saw on twitter last night (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what a card he is. Anyway, so uh, wow, when he, boy. when he sent back the the ideas for your Makama vocally, we were over them. I mean, we couldn't get over it. He had brought so much to the table: backing oh, vocals, other melody ideas. Oh, amazing! Uh, he totally transformed the song. Yeah. He so did. I can't wait to uh, meet him because I haven't met him yet. And then he released the uh, Black Country Discotheque, which was all the remixes. And then I ended up, um, as you well know, Lee, getting involved in WM, which um, I believe was a bit of a close call because it could have been somebody else I've heard on the grapevine, <laughs> who we won't mention. But um, luckily, Lee um, paved the way there for me. And what a great track WM is. And what a wonderful artist Thomas Paul is. I don't even know what I'll do when I meet him. I feel like I just might have to run up to him and just smother him in kisses he's so gorgeous <laughs> so yeah well it'll be interesting to see um you know the reaction to it but already from the few people that have heard it i think it could be very people strong are going to yeah. and it's disco how cool it. is that it's, disco yeah. is is huge right now yeah. you know uh, not that it was ever i always think disco never went away when people talk about a revival it's always been there and influenced stuff throughout the the years but it's prominently there it's yeah. big back, jesse yeah. where dua lipa have both taken that sound rashid yeah. murphy and really really brought it to the fore Kylie's yeah. Kylie, disco yeah. album yeah. and this just it, 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 it's it's disco but it's a Kim and Ricky take on it yeah with Tom, it's it's a smash it's it's going to be the end of summer smash you know if we are unlocking you know let's hope that's in the right way that we're unlocking it feels like a good anthem for that it's a feel good, a feel good mm. moment. George Michael inspired yeah. duet with me and Thomas Paul ready to uh, with a Brothers in Rhythm remix ready to be your soundtrack mm. for summer well, that sounds Ooh, exciting that could be good <laughs> it? Steve are you listening Steve, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> And joyful and, and optimistic, you know, because I think um, why be anything else after a time like this? And there's so much still to enjoy life, so much, so many great concerts, so many careers, so many people's lives back on track to some degree. It won't be the same, but, you know, we all love to music. We all love live gigs. We all love what we do. Um, you're my karma yeah i think it it, it will speak to a lot of people yeah. i hope you and tom get to sing it together well, that would be definitely. so much fun wouldn't it yeah. be great yeah. yeah and bless tom i mean you know he he created and put that album out during lockdown which is yeah. just incredible and and so beautifully received everyone knows it's how great that album is if you haven't heard it anyone listening listen to it because it is so cool so good some great great songs on it um so yeah and we're so proud to be involved as Rick said you know with a legend that is Boy George and then a new legend yeah. in the making yeah. Thomas Paul awesome yeah so um, you've both been very kind in letting me... We've come to the end of the, mm. the second disc. Oh, I'd just uh, like to thank you, Lee, for, oh. for all your work that you oh. put into this. I know it's a very uh, special moment for Kim and I to be able to talk about the old days, in, and it's just lovely to have you involved in it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Lee, because, you know, through you we've met some amazing musicians and come across incredible music that we wouldn't have done otherwise, and certainly working with uh, Frida Sundimo, which was just magical, for us on Here Come the Aliens on 
uh, on the track we worked on and then now to work with Thomas Paul and, and for you to show so much enthusiasm for our work over the years and it's, it really means an awful lot to us so thanks, for, thank you for representing us in such a lovely, powerful, positive pop way. And, and also thank you so much for all the songs that you constantly bombard me with um, and giving me all the inspiration that, uh, that, that I still have uh, such passion we just love and, it though, and, and we, um, we love we music. do, That's we do what it's all about, and, and, and when it, Kim can work out how to retrieve them for my <laughs> she'll enjoy them too oh no I do I love it but you do you do you send me over a, a mixture all sorts all different genres and it's just so lovely for me to be able to to, to keep in, in touch with what's going on on the cutting edge you are and the cutting edge oh bless you you still mate. are you're still there you're oh, still bless you, you know, when, bless when you. people get to hear very soon the amazing work you're doing with the other Nina uh, not the Nina we talked about earlier <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that you've been working on since the Cynthian album when, oh, that's when exciting. folks get to hear that stuff they're going yeah. to be blown away because yeah, it's, it's incredible stuff oh well I hope so but it's it, but thank you for uh, all your hard work and, and your belief and, There's and no your love involved when I'm around you too I promise <laughs> you that and this is this is the best bit for me I get to indulge myself with I call them wild cards with an E a few songs to talk about from the massive selection that are across the, the deluxe version which I yeah. just urge people to, 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 to get hold of yeah. and I've picked some B-sides because yeah, okay. the B- I was going to say okay, let's talk guys, about the B-sides you guys yeah. have I truly mean this an unrivaled selection of B-sides through the years in terms of the fact you've got a disc that could be someone's greatest hits disc yeah. that's just B-sides says absolutely everything and I picked five wow. of the ones <laughs> that mean the most this is going to be fun yeah. so my favourite B-side is probably one that I don't think people talk about very much but it's if I, I'm going to describe it and I don't know if you'll get it so it's incredibly exotic it sounds like I picture the nighttime on a tropical island it's incredibly hot but it's dark and it's loving you which is the B-side to oh, keep me yeah, on yeah, yeah. and yeah, I yeah. just love it it's so ethereal and it totally would have fitted with the run of slowies that was on side two of another step that goes like brothers missing and how do you want my love and don't yeah, say nothing's yeah. changed. It would have fitted so lovely in there. Didn't make it for whatever reason, but it's one of my favourite B-sides. Well, well, it's my favourite B-sides. The lyrics, it's interesting you should say Tropical Island because the lyrics were were written while I emotionally was on um, the Reunion Island um, somewhere down there in the world a beautiful volcanic island and actually yes it it was uh, inspired by a close encounter on Reunion Island (laughs) (laughs) well whoever that person was thank you for inspiring that song because it's just it's you know and the song is beautiful your production on it Ricky Mm. it's it's unlike I can't can't think of another of your songs that it sounds like the the lovely thing about recording B-sides is the pressure is off you've already got the A-side and it's just a lovely way of experimenting trying to something you normally wouldn't do it gives you a, a lot of creative freedom in the studio so i think it's, it shows uh, too i yeah, think with, I think it with does. and the fact that they're featured on this package you know it's not because they couldn't find anything else to put on no, there they deserve you know, their place. The, yeah they really deserve to be on there 
The second one I'm going to choose is a huge fan favourite. I think it's probably, I think if you ask many fans, that it would be in their top ten songs, irrespective of singles, and it's Birthday Song, which is obviously written for Scarlet. Um, B-Side to Love is Holy. If we ever get that anti-tour in 2023, that's got to be in the mix. That's a stunner. Oh well, we we actually um, played that live, didn't we? In, in we uh, did, one yeah. of the tours, <laughs> yeah. and it's always lovely. It's lovely to uh, lovely to play. But yeah, it, yeah, it's it's very special to me, obviously, because it's about Scarlet. Um, uh, but yeah, the same thing. I'll, I'll just reiterate when you know, just by the sheer nature of it being a B side, it gives you a lot more creative freedom, and and um, it's lovely to experiment like that on that track. But it's interesting because I wrote it when uh, Scarlett was still a child, um, very much a child, and I had no way of knowing that she was going to come into my life as a, as my backing singer, my co-writer, my my art director, my yoga teacher. Yeah. I mean, you know, just have a huge positive impact on my life in that way. So it's it's really incredible that that song written to her as a child and seeing her grow up and seeing the, the slings and arrows that have gone her way. Uh, too and that song has I think had resonance for her and um, you know it's it's it was the greatest gift I could have given her and, and it'll mm. keep giving that one it's such a beautiful song Aww. it really is Thank it's you. one of my faves the third one I've picked is one I sent you recently which you'd completely forgotten <laughs> but it's an example of being ahead of your time in terms of the production and you being ahead of your time with what you tapped into lyrically so it's Virtual World which yeah. is the B-side to It's Here so this is 1990 and when this came out and you read the lyrics and you hear what this is about you know talking about not being connected to, to people poor because of you know the digital age and everything and yeah. i think wow i agree yeah, ly- it lyrically yeah. it's fantastic yeah. absolutely it's, fabulous yeah. I, I remember when you, you first presented those lyrics and it's just like wow it it really did actually it was, it. it was quite sort of marty wild in a way if you think yeah, about yeah, it yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's like dad writing tuning in tuning on you know and he was talking about sounds living and being alive and you know some some quite you know uh, out there um, concepts and at the time um, the virtual experience virtual world experience was was still nearly a decade away or maybe yeah. of becoming some kind of reality or understanding mm. what it might be but there was a lot of talk about it at that point mm. and um so yes it's it's really that is one of the ones i'm really proud yeah, of yeah. actually it's so true especially <laughs> with this whole pandemic thing and zoom yeah. all the zoom calls yeah, that we're doing that, it's, it's, that's it's, what made me think about it yeah. in terms of the internet has been so wonderful for us in the lockdown and yeah. being able to get connect but at the same time the thing that everyone has missed the most we've realized we actually do quite like people yeah we do actually quite like being in the room even those Mm. of us that aren't always the most sociable previously realize how much we've that's right there's nothing like a live situation there's nothing like a live gig there's nothing like going out for dinner with your besties there's nothing like having a cup of tea with you know with your mates um that you know you can't there's no uh, there's no um yeah the the the, the real thing is the real deal human touch having a hug i had a hug with my son this morning i mean it's the most powerful thing yeah it's yeah. the most powerful thing. You yeah. can't. There's nothing can make it. That's more powerful than that. Mm. 
and I just come back to your production on it, Ricky, was was <coughs> ahead of its time for 1990. And I'd oh, say you, it takes me back to Dream Sequence from mm. 1983 mm-hmm. and Catch Us, Catch Can, which is your your other yeah. kind of like, my golly, if you, when yeah. you listen to that now, mm. how ahead of its time is Dream Sequence when you yeah. listen to your production? Mm. Folks now would kill to make something as yeah, good yeah, as that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so filmic. Yeah. Actually, Virtual World, if I remember rightly, was inspired by um, Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah, um, it was, yeah. We'd yeah, been listening to Money by Pink yeah. Floyd and we kind of took it from there. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of songs start from very clear places yeah. and others yeah. come together, uh, a mishmash of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not plagiarism, it's just, you know, and, yeah. the, and it's just like recently there was a lot of talk about Elvis Costello and uh, Ali- yeah, Olivia gotcha. Rodrigo. She had this song called Brutal, fabulous pop record, a little bit like a, a, an Elvis Costello, but not really, not in a million mm. years. And then mm. he stepped in to defend her. Um, I mean, because uh, we were talking about this to Rick. I was yeah. talking about this. That there's clear cases where people plagiarise yeah. and it's mm. not acceptable. There are other times when people just are inspired. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um, a time um, where we were inspired by Pink Floyd yeah. and um, took it from there. So my fourth choice of the five is from the Now and Forever era, and it's another, it's just a classic Kim and Ricky slowie. It's Staying With My Baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that song. Yeah, so it's, it very fits with Hypnotise. Those yeah, two does. together are gorgeous. It's a lovely <laughs> song, you know. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's very Scylla Black. You can imagine Classical. her singing it. You know, it's 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 very Dionne Warwick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a great song. So that's a, a lovely one for people to discover if they've never yeah. picked that oh. one out. And then my yeah. last one I'm going to pick is, you've often described this kind of, um, I don't know what you'd call it, kind of competition in your head between I'm rock chick, I love my pop, what am I, where do I fit in, in terms of I like to combine the both. And this B-side is the song I think that um, you manage to do both in one song. So it's Never Felt So Alive, which is the B-side to If I Can't Have You. And it starts off as this really gnarly rock song in the verses, and then out of nowhere, this airy, gorgeous pop chorus <laughs> yeah. comes yeah, yeah. in that almost it's, don't it's fit. It's a bit like that Poppy track that you do. Do you remember yes, the Poppy? Yes, yes. Yeah. It was like Marilyn Manson at the start, yeah, and then Britney yeah. on the yeah, chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that. And I loved that because it is all of you in... It is, in isn't one. it? Yeah, it's, yeah. I remember it now. I remember it now. Yeah, it's ultra it's poppy chorus. It's edgy and poppy at the same verses, time. You're yeah. really not... Your vocal yeah. is really... Why do I seem to commune? Yeah, yeah. It's really kind yeah. of yeah. in danger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real rock Stranger. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Better left in chains. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. And then the chorus suddenly comes in and it's all high and lifted and light. Yeah, yeah. And I don't... I'm on my own. Who cares? Yeah. I'm you know what? It's so true. That is that you were right yeah. to pick that one out. Well done, Lee. I think that is a a really good, in, you know, sort of uh, a, a, a card. This is wild card. Yeah, it's like all, all of your stuff rolled into one song somehow. Yeah, it, yeah. it yeah. manages yeah. to get every bit of both of you into one tune. Yes, somehow. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So well done. It. So yeah. thank you for Thanks for the memory. Oh, not at all. <laughs> thank you. Um, my turn to say thank you. Not going to cry. Not going to cry. Not gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thanks for letting me do this today, first of all, because this has been just the most ridiculous walk down memory lane for me and hopefully for you. And I'm, my aim for today was for everyone listening to just tap into some memories they might not have heard of, you know, stories yeah. that they've not heard before yeah. and try and dig a bit deeper than, than, than before. But it's just, you know, on behalf of every of your fans, I want to say thank you for 40 years of 
being the soundtrack to our lives and just giving us more, you know, than, than we could ever have dreamed for. Whenever you guys decide oh, it's time to you. stop, the legacy you've left behind will speak for itself for years and years and years to come. So oh, I just bless want to you, say that's that's you for, for everything Lee. that you've yeah. done. Bless yeah. you, Lee, and I know you speak for a lot of fans who'll be listening to this and you speak for them. And so I want to thank you on their behalf for doing that for them because there's some really special fans out there. Yeah, aren't there? yeah. And we do love you, love you, love you. We love to yeah, connect. Yeah, we do. The wild fans <laughs> are a good bunch to connect with. Oh, they're I've, amazing. I've yeah. made some great connections with them. Yeah, and and loyal. amazing people. Wow, just yeah. so loyal. loyal. Big time. And when we and see their faces down the front of the concerts, we know everything's going to yeah. be all right. Yeah. And and I've, there's never any atmosphere. We come together, and it's always a, a celebration when we when we see each other. And, yeah. and I love that about it. In terms of being a wild fan, is is a is a privilege, and it's lovely to be part of that community. Oh. Thank you, Lee. Well, thank you thank very you, much. Ricky yeah, Wilde. I feel a bit emotional after that. <laughs> I do as well. Isn't that great? <laughs> thank you, Lee. Thank Thanks, you. Ricky. Thank you, everyone. We'll be hopefully back with some more unsung heroes as and when we we can. We um, definitely will be back. But today's is is super yeah. special. So we've hoped you've enjoyed these two parts of Pop Don't Stop the Greatest Hits, track by track, out August sixth. Get your order in if you haven't already. I'm booking the day off when it comes out to make sure I can enjoy it properly. <laughs> I think the Thomas Paul tracks released on July twenty. Oh, well, that's exciting. I've got a, I've got a feeling it to is. to get this out here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to go up to the West Midlands and find him. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> up to the WA. Up to the uh, <laughs> one line. Uh, <laughs> only one line. One line. Uh, only one line. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you both. This has been lovely. Take care, everyone, and yeah. have a great rest of your summer. Take care, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. Lots of we love, love to you all. <laughs> Wow, what an amazing chat that was, and how lovely to revisit all those old tracks. 14 studio albums, 40 years in the industry. Kim, you are a legend, absolute legend, and um, it's been an incredible musical journey for us both, really, and it's just a beautiful way to celebrate it. Pop Don't Stop, Kim Wilde's Greatest Hits. It makes me very, very proud to be a part of it. Anyway, thank you for joining us, and we hope that you can join us again soon on Unsung Heroes. Stay safe. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Unsung Heroes with me, Ricky Wilde, Jake Wood and Lee Bennett. Produced and created by myself and Jake Wood for Wildwood Productions. With music and editing, again by myself, Ricky Wilde. Artwork by Scarlet Wilde and hosted by Acast. Many thanks for listening. Unsung Heroes.